Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, I'm Zach, and one day I'm going to make movies, but right now I'm young, dumb, and not nearly as good-looking as my co-hosts. So with the help of... I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. I'm Steven. I'm going to learn what makes a movie great by watching all the classics I've skipped over. So pop the corn and turn your cell phone to silent, because it's time for a new episode of Zach on Film. You there, listening to this podcast, (laughs) please pay attention. This is a podcast of the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. This show is Zach on Film. You can't hear Zach right now because this is a silent picture with synced sound effects. Your show will begin in three seconds. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Zach on Film this week. What's up, Steven? Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm, I'm doing just, just fine. So you've had a couple of weeks. We had a week off. Yes. You've had plenty of time to watch the entirety of the Charlie Chaplin classic film, Modern Times. You could say that. <laughs> uh, you know I, I did that same thing when i was uh, i think i was like 20 19 or 20 and i was going to a party that was a uh, 21 and over mm-hmm. and they were like um are you 21 i'm like yeah if you say so <laughs> and they're like are you sure you're 21 yeah you said so so eh, yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah did you watch the entirety of this film uh sure if you say so yeah yeah uh, the question should be was my intent to watch the entirety of this film in which i would answer yes did Apple's 24-hour rental policy stopped me from watching the last 11 minutes of this film, I would again answer yes. But you got the general idea of... Yeah. Did your research, you watched the I watched the... And I, I watched number. the singing mit that I missed. Okay. It's all up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Modern Times, what is this about? Uh, Modern Times is a Charlie Chaplin movie mm-hmm. starring this character who is quite famous, who I forget his name. Charlie Chaplin? No, no, no. The, the, little, the, little, the little Tramp? tramp. The Little Tramp. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's what they call him. Uh, so it's about him and uh, uh, getting a job and being a bum and kind of like the income, uh, e- economy and stuff. Okay. Being so poor stuff. Okay. So this movie comes out in 1934. 19, yes. Right. Oh yeah. Um, it comes out during the age of. Talking pictures. Talking pictures had already been out for four or five years. Right. right? I mean, we right. had that with a jazz singer and everyone knew that it would work. And yet Charlie Chaplin refused to release this movie as a quote unquote talkie. Yep. Um, which is fascinating because he did say that the synced sound was okay, mm-hmm. but he really thought that his character, The Little Tramp, which audiences around the world had loved, um, they thought that it would deteriorate the international appeal. Or the universal appeal, I should say. Right, mm-hmm. if he spoke any if he, English. If he spoke any kind of English. Sure. Or any kind of language. That's because, understandable. you know, if you're in France and you see this little guy up there wiggling his mustache and doing his cane bit and mm-hmm. doing the Pratt Falls, you think French. I mean, you kind of think about sure. the artist. Remember the yeah. movie that we talked about not too long ago, mm-hmm. where your mind is totally blown at the end because all this time, in your mind, this actor speaks English. English. He's an American, right? right? And so I think that that was kind of a wise choice. On, on Chaplin's part. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't know if I, and Rodrigo, jump in and tell me if I'm diving too deep here. The title of this uh, movie is Modern Times and Dealing with Modern Technology. Right. And here is a character that, for the longest time, is Industrial Revolution uh, uh, type character. Mm -hmm. um, Moving into a modern time where we have electricity and where we have motion pictures and where we have all of these things. And so he remains silent. And for the majority of the picture, except for the singing number, all of the sound effects come from technology, right? The turbines make noise. Mm -hmm. The record player, instead of having a guy come in and explain how this um, mobile food machine works, they're having a record player say, this man is John Smith. He has invented, you know, all of these kinds of things. And even when we hear the owner of the factory talking, he's not talking face-to-face with any character. He's talking over a projected television device, right? Right, right. So one could argue that this is a great balance in showing that all the sound in this talking picture is mechanical sound hmm. mm-hmm. and not real sound. Right. And, and that may be what the point of The Little Tramp is, is here's somebody who's having to evolve and the way Charlie Chaplin decides to show that this evolution is by keeping all the characters silent, but having the technology bring us forward in the story. Hmm. Did you get that at all, Zach? Uh, no, I did not delve into uh, what it the, meant by the certain themes. Thi- yeah, the themes of certain things mm-hmm. only having sound. Yeah, go back and, and watch it again. Oh, I'm sorry, your rental expired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but when you get a chance, go back and try to watch it again and notice yeah. that there are a few times where it doesn't, where that kind of falls apart. The biggest one is the, the singing number at the end. Yeah. But going back to the fact that the tramp is a uh, silent character, his song, the gibberish song, mm-hmm. are not real words. I mean, it's just gibberish that Charlie Chaplin is, is spouting out, um, to great success. So even in the fact that you, we hear Charlie Chaplin's voice, we still don't understand it. We still don't comprehend right, what right. we get in this And piece. it still makes that universal appeal, like you said, of the character where it doesn't, he's, he's not from anywhere now, he's just a normal right. character. Right. You made a good observation about our opening shot of this uh, film and how that leads into the rest of the Yeah, the I, th- I mean, I started the film and uh, there's just a really quick, and it's probably three seconds or less shot of just a group of sheep being led into a pen or a slaughterhouse or you don't really see, but, and then there's one black sheep in the middle and it's super quick. And then they, it fades into shots of people coming off the subway, I think. Uh, yeah. Or the factory or going the factory, the factory or mm-hmm. something, or pretty much just, you kind of just see the meld of the sheep and the humans like are the same thing in mm-hmm. there, but it never comes back again. It's just really quick at the beginning. And then it kind of just plays out. And so I think there's one black sheep in there, which I think we can, uh, associate to be the tramp throughout the, mm, the film because sure. he's he stands out amongst everyone else at the factory. He's kind of loopy and crazy and does weird things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I thought because when you think and you analyze the film about what it's trying to say about the modernization and, and industry and stuff, uh, does that? I mean, that shot led me and you you kind of start analyzing it through the movie through that shot. So if you take out that beginning shot of sheep and the black sheep uh and you just go straight into people bustling into a factory does the theme of the movie kind of dissipate or is it still you think have the same tone no no i think it i think it absolutely does i think that um uh 
even though he's like a little weird guy, I think we're meant to identify with the little tramp. Mm -hmm. I think what he was saying is, in this modern hustle and bustle world, this is what we're all doing. We're all just trying to keep up. Yeah, and, we're yeah. Just, and we are sheep ourselves. Right. Um, one could argue coming out in 1934, we're starting in the Great Depression, uh, middle of the Great Depression. Mm. And people are doing anything they can and are willing to do anything they can so they can keep their factory jobs. So we see... Charlie Chaplin on the assembly line, just ratcheting it away, mm -hmm. even though the the owner is like increase at 20 percent, increase at 50 percent. And everybody on the line is just, you know, sweating and, and doing anything they can because they want to keep that job. And Chaplin is the one that ends up breaking uh, in this piece um, and uh, gets caught up in literally gets caught up in the machinery yeah. of m the modern um, times. Um, I, you know, I think you're right, Rodrigo, in, in one sense that the without the sheep allegory at the beginning it still would hold up, but I think it kind of is reemphasized or sure, hits home sure. even harder saying we are all just these sheep being led to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. All of us, you know, what are, what are we doing uh, with ourselves? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. uh, industrialization, um, one of the big themes of, 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 uh, those that, uh, of authors and, uh, filmmakers and, and people that kind of have an anti-industrialization look or, or, or people who are leery of it is that is that loss of individuality, it's that um, idea that the little guy gets forgotten, like mm -hmm. the individual gets forgotten so that everybody can uh, kind of have like instead of uh, some people having a good life and some people having a bad life, everybody just kind of has a generally mediocre life. Right. You know, that uh, assembly line scene. Yeah. It's a great gag. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. He's just sure. constantly trying yeah. to keep up and look and see where that's played out a hundred times before. The I Love Lucy gag. In fact, there's some show on the Disney Channel. Some and kids. by before he means after. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it came after. But before us. Right. But before sure. Zach. Yeah. Um, so I Love Lucy mm -hmm. has done the same thing. There's a there's a TV show, some kid show on the Disney Channel where they're going and making pizzas off an assembly line and they're doing the exact sure, same sure. gag, assembly line gag again, yeah. again and again and again and again. So there's a lot of, um, when you talk about evolution of comedy, or maybe you're going to talk about it, um, we start to see some of these things including mm -hmm. charlie chaplin roller skating around and getting very close to the edge and falling oh yeah we see those kinds of gags come up a lot <laughs> um uh in other comedies years later yeah i mean i think comedy uh much like any art uh gets recycled and you see things of the past regenerate and come I'm back sorry. around and around and around and again because uh, I think, I mean, there's this, there's this part of human nature that things are funny. I mean, as mean as it is, is someone falling down is funny. Oh, sure. I don't, like, why? You're it's just horrible. sick and wrong, Sure, Zach. sure, no, I Somebody agree. Somebody could get hurt. I agree. Uh, but that's funny, and so, uh, I, I think, uh, a lot of comedies in this area, I know we watched, uh, was it like Duck Soup and stuff, and, mm -hmm. and this, I mean, they, they hit home to, I think, what humans kind of find funny, and then... I mean, Other we kind of we just keep going. Well, yeah, sure, sure. So let me ask you: Did you find this movie funny? I mean, oh, I watched gosh. it with Rodrigo. Yeah, but I can't trust his judgment because he was <laughs> high on the goofballs at the time. Yeah, and his uh, his laughter may have been clouded <laughs> by that uh, by that sick sick uh, devil Percocet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, this movie I thought was absolutely hilarious. I laughed the entire time. It was so funny. Well, what, I mean, what made it funny? What, where's the humor? Uh, I mean, here's a guy who has a mental breakdown, yeah. gets thrown in an institution, <laughs> comes out, 
gets caught up in a riot and people think that he is the leader of a, the local <laughs> communist party. Sure. Gets thrown into Normal jail. Day. Uh-huh. Uh, stops a, a, a jailbreak. Yes. Realizes that he can't cope in the real world and is trying to do everything in his power to get back into jail so he can lead the comfortable life. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, he runs into this young girl. Weirdness that we have to talk about there. And they fall <laughs> in love with each other and they live in a shack down by the river. Yeah. While they're being pursued by police. Sure. Yeah, that's all funny. <laughs> uh, I I think a, uh, a couple of the gags, it's like the assembly line stuff and the when he's walking around the dance floor with that plate of food over his head. Right, right, right. Is, is that stretching out mm-hmm. of funny where it's kind of funny the first time and then just keeps happening over and right, over right. again and it just keeps getting funnier. As I think that that's part of it. And just... Um, physical humor, um, I don't think gets used as much anymore, or maybe that's, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same clout. Definitely. Sure, sure. We were talking earlier about, um, just before recording, we were talking about a funny story about Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey is somebody that does a lot of physical pratfall yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is somebody more recent that we see doing? I mean, Dick Van Dyke does the sure, sure. trip and fall yeah. over the couch. Chris uh, Farley did a lot of stuff. Chris Farley right. does some of that or did some of that. Um, um, why is, the, again, is that something that still holds up today? That was one of the questions that you had pondered. Would yeah. Charlie Chaplin today be as funny as he was back then. And uh, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say. I don't know if he would, knowing the movies that I've gone to see recently that are funny. I mean, uh, last one of the last movies, a couple funny movies, humor movies I saw this last summer were Bad Grandpa right. with uh, the, the Jackass guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the end with Seth Rogen and his friends mm-hmm. and The Heat with... Sandra Bullock, Bullock and right. Melissa McCartney. Right. And those movies I don't feel like are that similar to modern times at all. I, mean, I guess maybe well, I was going to say Jackass is probably, probably the closest, closest that we have yeah. to the physical oh, yeah. comedy yeah. type stuff. And Jim Carrey with uh, the stuff that he does in uh, uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. And, and those kinds of films. Um, but I, mean, I wonder, though, there's a lot of sophistication in what Charlie Chaplin is doing. And yes. I think I think you may have a even greater appreciation of Charlie Chaplin. If you've seen things like city lights or the kid, uh-huh. um, uh, what's the one that's the, uh, where he goes up North and he has to eat a shoe. Um, <laughs> I, I do not know. Is. I'll have to look it up here in a second, uh, but there's a lot of sophistication yeah, going on underneath the, the comedy and humor, but you watch something like dumb and dumber or right. dumber or whatever the dumb two, whatever no, the, don't the watch, sequel is going to be. That one. And you're like, ah, this is not, I mean, this is there's no sophistication right. and, in that and that's, kind of a film. And that's the thing is, um, back before there were talkies, all the only game in town was that sort of physical humor. Sure, and so they had to be really good at it, and it had to be really well done, and there had to be something to it. Nowadays, mm-hmm. the physical humor is almost an excuse not to have to write a scene. Yeah, to a certain degree, as like funny, funny things happen. Okay, then the movie continues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think I think you're right about the sophistication of it because I mean, if we look at the the real uh, physical humor of the day, I think Jackass is that, but that's like a totally non-sophisticated, right? Going as far as we possibly can and hurting ourselves in the weirdest ways and doing the eating weird stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's 
it is like the evolution of physical comedy to a point where we can't do that kind of comedy anymore because I think people would just say, oh, you're trying to ape this guy or it, it, mm-hmm. it just seems too old. I think, I'm sure our listeners could probably come up with some good examples. I mean, you know, again, the uh, only time even, that I can think about a Peter Sellers in well, the Pink Panther movies here, is probably pretty close. There's something to think about. Um, almost every animated movie will have some sort of like hilarious scene where people are getting hit over the head right, with right. boards uh, and pans and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, right, you, right. you went to see Frozen mm-hmm. recently. Did it have yeah, a there's scene a lot of, there's a lot of, where uh, a hilarious side kick, character kick gets... To, kick to the head, yeah. uh, slapstick mm-hmm. falling down, those mm-hmm. kinds of things, yes. I mean, that that kind of humor is alive and well in uh, in cartoons, oh, in, sure. in children's programming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, the assembly line gag is on some recent Disney television show mm-hmm. where I saw. the brother-sister are trying to... I saw an assembly line gag in uh, My Little Pony. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Uh, the movie I'm thinking of, Gold Rush. Uh, oh, okay. They go north to Alaska, too, or the Klondike to uh, cash in on the gold and didn't nice. do so well, has to eat his shoes. Great, great uh, comedy <laughs> routine. Um, keep keep going with what, what you had uh, coming up next. Uh, oh, oh I know. It, it's, a technical, it's a technical thing. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. Originally... Uh, silent films were shot at 18 frames a second. Yeah. Or and or 24 frames a second played back at 18 frames a second. Okay. And so that's where a lot of times when we see old pictures, it looks like people are just running super, super fast. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen Keystone Cop kind of stuff. They're like jittery. Yeah, they're kind of jittery and they move really, really, really faster than normal. Um, when this movie originally released, they played it back at the 24 frames a second shot at 18. And so it does look very quick. Yeah. And so that heightened a lot of the comedy. The versions that we watched, or the version we watched on iTunes, um, has fixed that to where it's not okay. sped up humor. So what the sped up action? Mm-hmm. So what you're seeing is the real chase, the real mm-hmm. everything that's going on as it was filmed. There was one part that I wanted to bring up that I thought um, when uh, uh, him and the girl are sitting on the grass and they like daydream about their house. Right. Right before that, that couple walks out of the house, making them. Think of it. Right. And I thought they looked really weird in the way they moved. I don't know if it was, uh, I couldn't tell if the film was being sped up because they looked fine, but it seemed mm-hmm. like they were like really jittery. I didn't know if it was. Maybe it was a it, result it, of modern time. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like a, 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 well, maybe a they were just a, really like, bad actors. Well, I mean, that could have been it, or I didn't know if they were trying to say something about people in the area living I in these houses that and they stuff over exaggerate everything like yeah the woman was well, goodbye husband right. goodbye oh you know the arms to the right. chest oh and twirling around and running back into the house like oh i can't wait to it was a really yeah, <laughs> terrible yeah, yeah. scene yeah. um but yeah I, I know what you're talking you about you know what i'm saying yeah so um then you had another theme or idea that that popped up in this as you were watching it that, that you wanted boop, to talk boop, about boop, boop, boop. uh nose powder Oh, yeah. nose powder. That was a very funny scene. And it, and it's, so tell us about what, well, so, what happened. So uh, he's in jail. Right. And Trumped up charge, mistaken identity. Right, 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 right. So he's, he's in the cafeteria, and they show, they cut away to some cops, and they need to find someone that's smuggling in some, some nose powder, nose in powder, quotes. Yes. And so, oh, I know what they're saying. They're, they're talking about the old, the old white powder, the, the, the cocaine. Right, and so they they cut to a guy next to uh, the tramp, and 
he pours uh, a lot of white stuff into a salt shaker at the cafeteria. They yeah. take they take the drug fiend away, but he's there and he needs to salt his food. Unfortunately, he just dumps a whole lot of cocaine on his food <laughs> and he goes bonkers. Yeah, yeah he goes, it is unbelievably right. funny. Yeah, yeah. So this is a somewhat controversial. Um, we mm-hmm. had talked, I don't know, many many episodes ago about. Um, the uh, Hayes Commission mm-hmm. and the motion picture um, rating system that was being developed. One of the things that was in the Hayes Code was you do not glamorize, you do not show people using drugs of any kind, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. marijuana and cocaine. Um, and so there was some issue of whether that scene would be left in the movie or not. The... I guess the out for Chaplin was he had used a gimmick very similar to that with cocaine or nose powder many years before in another one of his films. And people kind of knew that it was the humorous take. And so they allowed that to go through in this piece. Okay. But this is right in the middle of this time where you don't do anything that is wrong, suggestive, immoral. Right. Uh, and um, also during this time, we start to see the rise of these love stories where Good triumphs over evil, and the and uh, everything turns out well in the end. Um, but this was, yeah, did bring up some controversy at the time. Yeah, I I, I assumed it would. And going back to uh, like the assembly line joke that goes on. Have you ever seen the movie Corky Romano? No, uh, I've, I've, no, yeah, from mm. that's the head shaking in the car thing, right? Head, no, uh, same guy. Same actor. Okay. That's uh, Night at the Roxbury. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a scene in Corky Romano where he's an undercover agent, and uh, a bag of cocaine rips open, and it gets all over his face, and his eyes go all buggy-eyed and everything, just like in this. And then he has to go give a speech to like a grade, like a classroom of kindergartners <laughs> and stuff. He just goes insane talking about how we should buy a boat and stuff. And so it's like, the immediate thing I, I thought of this when this started happening. Like, oh, that's where Corky got it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you see a lot of these stuff, and 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 to a certain degree, you know, the assembly line stuff probably was pretty new. It was a pretty good new joke at the time. Mm-hmm. But some of this other stuff, even for Chaplin, it isn't. I mean, some of this stuff has been around since vaudeville or yeah, before. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially going back to vaudeville, there's a great scene in it, maybe in the kid or maybe in Goldrush. I forget which one, but it's the one where he has the two potatoes, and he's sitting there, t- two potatoes on a fork, and he's got his chin resting on the fork, and he starts doing this little dance routine. Mm-hmm. That's an old vaudeville number. Uh, that was put mm-hmm. on onto this piece. You touched on something, Zach, that I think finally has clicked after all these years of me grousing and griping about kids these days don't uh-huh. have an appreciation for the things that they're seeing mm-hmm. because they don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. And I just heard you, Zach, say, <laughs> now I know where it came from. I knew instantly where this was yeah. borrowed from. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Also, it's midnight and it's Zach's birthday, so he doesn't count as a kid anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, I kind of wish you you can still complain about kids these days. Yeah, I kind of wish you had watched the kid. You had picked the kid instead of um, Modern Times or City Lights Mm -hmm. uh, instead of Modern Times, because technically this one is a talkie Mm. as opposed to a true silent film. Yeah. And I think if you watch the kid uh, and you probably should, because you'll be crying at the end. Is it I think, sad or because it's funny? Oh, it, no, because it's sad. Aww. It's really sad. I think, I I'll think spoil so. it for you. It's about the tramp uh, hooking up with an orphan urchin kid on the street, and they form a very unique bond, and at the end... <laughs> oh, not really hooking up. No, 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 no. Like, they're like hanging like out. Like, they're buddies. They're, they're buddies. Yeah, you yeah. Know, okay. He becomes the kid's father, in a okay. sense. 
and they do everything together. And it's a real father son story. And then at the end, the cops show up and say, I'm sorry, this kid's an orphan. He's got to go to the orphanage. And they're just yanking the kid out of Charlie Chaplin's hands and throwing him back in the in the uh, bus with all the other orphan kids. And the kid's just crying his eyes out and screaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie Chaplin's crying because it's it's really a sad moment. He can't do anything about it. Was he an orphan? Charlie Chaplin in real life? I don't know. Because I mean, that was go... a that was a thing that came up in in this modern times mm-hmm. when the social security takes away the two girls away from the the street lady that we follow out through the whole movie. So, I mean, talking about no, that, parents, it seems like it, it, it talks kind of... about here that his parents were music hall entertainers. Um, his mom was the daughter of a shoemaker. So they were, they oh, were okay. around okay. In, his, in his time. And you have to think that Charlie Chaplin got into vaudeville. I mean, his career spans 75 years from a very young child in vaudeville all the way to... There's, I think, two more movies after this. Um, the Dictator is probably the next biggest one that people are going to re- remember him. Mm-hmm. And I think that was his last movie um, before his death. Mm-hmm. And so all this time of being in entertainment and show yeah, business and seeing it evolve from mm-hmm. the stage to the silence to uh, a big to-do to mm-hmm. the point where, and it, if again, if you want to watch some good Charlie Chaplin, I mean, all this stuff is really good. Uh, the Dictator is another one where he totally satirizes, without saying Hitler, mm-hmm. without naming Hitler, he totally satirizes Hitler and the Nazi party and ended up on Hitler's death list. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, I mean. Charlie Chaplin, the you, Three Stooges. Yeah, if you think about the um, the time period, he's this is topical yeah, comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole thing. I mean, they don't use the swastika, uh, but they use motifs and costume design mm-hmm. and schemes that are very reflective of the Nazi party. And there's this whole thing where the dictator, Hitler, mm-hmm. uh, is playing around with the world as a giant balloon. And just you can tell that this dance number is all about him, his desire to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Very satirical, makes fun of uh, Hitler, um, you know, which is another thing. When, when you want to, this is brought up on another couple of podcasts. When you want to make somebody evil, you draw the little Hitler mustache yeah, on him. Yeah. And yet Charlie Chaplin, you look at him and you're like, well, there's nothing wrong with Charlie Chaplin with the little Hitler mustache. I would say, yeah, he, got, he came in before the thing and I don't well, know, it's that, ruined forever. That, that style was very popular <laughs> well, yeah, at the time. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how uh, truthful Michael Jordan the, does it again. Well, I think Michael Jordan's trying to uh, have like a, like it comes down from his nose and over his lip, but mm-hmm. you can't oh, okay. see it over his lip. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know how truthful the Chaplin movie is. Um, the, his biopic, that mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah. Johnny a, Depp. No, no, it's no. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. That's what it is. Um, and, um, where somebody's asking him what he thinks of Hitler and he gives him this like kind of hilarious response. And he's like, and also he stole my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Hitler didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. If you have, have you not seen, uh, the Charlie Chaplin biopic with uh-uh. Robert Downey Jr.? No. This came out in, man, I want to say like, 91, 90s, sometime early 90s. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, go check it out. It's really good. Oh, wow. It's a real good biography. Um, shows the ups and downs. I mean, Charlie Chaplin's life is, if you want to talk about how a, a true independent filmmaker, I mean, at one point, mm-hmm. he and Mary Pickford and crap, who was it? They went off and formed their own United Artists, United United Artists, Artists right. Pictures, which is still around today. And they're just like, screw you. I don't know that it's still studios. around today. I think it might have oh, did finally, it go out? <laughs> finally gave up the ghost. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know they said that he was like a perfectionist. And since they had his own studio, he didn't really care about budget as much. Mm-hmm. And so he would just take as long as he wanted to to make his movies. Oh, yeah, there some, just... There's a story in it. Well, and that's, in the, in the... That, was the, that was the idea behind United Artists uh-huh. is to 
lure basically film makers rather than to then then churning out pictures to make money. Yeah. Right. Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just hey, all the time you want, um, and the studio system will pay us instead of us working for the man. Yeah. You know how it is, Zach. Working for the man. I know. I know it every day. Yep. Are you one every of those blind sheep? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Blindly led to the slaughter. <laughs> one day, Zach will go crazy and get caught up in a giant like yep. DVR. Well, <laughs> you should you should look for that to happen soon. Yep. <laughs> now, one thing about that that is good about this specific movie is that it's very transitional in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Not just that it has silent parts and also parts where there's actual speech uh but also kind of in some of its techniques for example there's a lot of kind of vaudeville-esque slapstick stuff mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of camera cuts if you look at something like duck soup you'll just have like yeah the, the scene like a, a a wide shot or something like that and there'll be very few cuts while they're doing their routine right in this one you know they get sucked into the machine, and they'll cut to a different part of the machine where you see the guy like, yeah, you have get you know, wound, yeah, yeah, get yeah. wound down. So they're actually using all these film techniques, kind of to enhance the theater techniques. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I I found that pretty interesting. Then again, I, I, like I, like Stephen said, I was tripping out, so that might not have happened at all. <laughs> and, and so people aren't uh, worried that Rodrigo has a problem that we need to get him into Betty Ford about. He had just had his wisdom teeth taken out that morning yep. and was on some painkiller. And, and we, while I was waiting so he wouldn't choke on his own vomit, uh, <laughs> I said, hey, how about we watch this? <laughs> and so we sat and laughed and watched. Uh, I was like, ah. <laughs> and Stephen's like, that's just the thing on iTunes. I haven't, I haven't started yet. <laughs> that Charlie, Charlie guy kills me. <laughs> Stephen, you're my best friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I have a question. I might have an answer. And you guys can ponder this because it does somewhat, I mean, it disturbs me, not disturbs me. I guess I don't have a problem when there's huge age gaps between romance, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 70-year-old dating a 40-year-old or a, a 40-year-old dating a 20-year-old. But here we have Charlie Chaplin, undetermined, or I'm sorry, the tramp, undetermined age, mm-hmm. um, dating or with this waif girl who was still living at home with her father and her two younger sisters after the mother had died. Uh, Paulette Goddard, um, really a beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what her age was. She was born in 1910. This movie came out in 34. So she would have been in her 20s yeah. uh, in this role. But does she come off a lot younger in this piece? Because for some reason I kept thinking, man, she's like 16. And Charlie Chaplin's like doing, in a, or the tramp is doing inappropriate things with a 16-year-old in this film. Well, that's that's an interesting uh, question because let's say for a second that she did look sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think that was the age of consent back then. It may have been, yeah. So even then, for the time, it's not inappropriate. You can consider it inappropriate now, certainly. But I don't know. I got the sense that she that she was kind of just a weird girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and acted like somewhat youthful but was also like taking care of her sisters and her dad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but you know she's an she's an orphan and and the whole point why why the police are after her is because they're wanting to haul her off to the orphanage right right right. and you think if 16 was the age of consent why would they be so concerned about hauling her off to the orphanage well because she still wasn't an adult see the back back in the day those two things weren't uh the same thing (laughs) what in fact 
some place. I mean, there's some states where 16 is still the age of yeah, consent, yeah. and sometimes in, younger. In the, yeah, I don't know. She's she's of legal age here. It just at times seemed a little yeah, little bit too creepy. Yeah, I can say you say that. But again, maybe back then it was very common. And people were like, oh yeah, you know, Susie, sixteen year old Susie down yep. the street. I mean, but, but the tramp doesn't look really that old in the f- in the film. Really, right. you I also mean, have to consider that he dresses in like a top hat and a coat. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's how everybody dresses. <laughs> sure, then. sure. Or not a top hat, but a, like a little bowler. Yeah, but his was more comical than everyone else. Is like he was born in eighteen eighty nine. So do the math, so add uh, 11 years plus 36, so he would have been, oh wow, you know, 50. Yeah, wow. Pushing 50, 47. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. He was that old in that movie. Nope. He did not die until 1977. It's like 90 years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 88, 88 years. So. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, she died in life. like 1990. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. So she she lived a pretty long life too, nineteen ten to nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, eighty years, yeah. So. Look at those people. All right, what else did you uh, come up with, uh, Zach? Oh, I really thought the digital noise. screen. Yeah, what's the, that? That was a weird noise. Oh yeah. Oh, I really thought the the digital screens were were interesting. I mean, because we're talking about a nineteen thirties movie. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, we you know, it's totally gonna make sense. Put a, a a television like screen in the yeah. middle of a machine, yeah, in the, or a, a project, right, or right. I have a security system with a proje- a giant like eighty inch projector in my office. So it's like the future, watching, yeah, kind of like today, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I that that's something that I found a little jarring because the movie starts out in this factory pretty mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. and the machines are very stylized, yeah, art deco, uh, hugely mm-hmm. stylized. There's all these. Um, screens all over the place where like the boss can look at you and stuff and things like that and there's like electricity and, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and everything going on there's a l- but then when they leave the factory everything looks normal right yeah right mm-hmm. i mean the factory is the future the factory is where people want to get their jobs i mean uh, honest, again, if honestly, you think about what's I, going on before we're an agricultural society mm-hmm. with um the industrial revolution taking over that's that's modernism. Mm-hmm. The factory is the future. Farm and city and department stores are kind of this staple, this past thing, this old thing. Mm. So I think, and again, I still think that that may be part of the reason why there's such a stark contrast between the two. I, I think I think the main reason is that they blew the budget on the Art Deco <laughs> <and> <laughs> machines. It, it reminds me a lot of Metropolis. Yeah, right? I mean, if you've seen, oh, yeah. have you seen Metropolis? Oh, you're talking about, yeah. The silent no, film Metropolis? I know what you're talking about. Uh, I think I've seen like 10 minutes of it on Netflix before. That's probably about all you need to see. Oh. It's pretty crazy if you yeah. ever watch that in full. Um, Isn't it like all miniatures and stuff? Oh, yeah. The special effects that they do in, if we wanted to just talk about the evolution of special effects, we could start and spend an entire hour just talking about Metropolis and how in some shots to make things, to get a greater depth of field and make them look like there's the sets are larger than mm-hmm. they are. They're actually shooting into a mirror with the set behind them so that they got that so that they have even greater distance between uh, the film plane and oh, wow. the miniature. Because when you shoot through a mirror, you don't have just the distance to the mirror. You also have the distance from the mirror back to the subject right, right. that you're shooting for. So you could create these great depth and these cool things that they were doing with, with mirrors and with fades and, and just with everything. It, it, it's really Really fascinating if you do an in-depth analysis of that. 
when you said Metropolis, for some reason I thought Gotham, and I thought you were talking about the Tim Burton Batman movie. Which Dark also uses a very yeah. lot of gothic art. But then, I, but then mm-hmm. I figured out what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But really, those machines in that factory, not efficient at all. No one should be able to slide through your gears. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, those gears aren't doing anything. They're, they're specifically designed for a human to slide through them. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and uh, doing his own stunts, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That, that I mean, sliding through the gear scene was just like from a set thing was just awesome yeah i think they could do that today oh yeah and make it work and make it believable uh well mm. yes i think i think they could but you'd have it would it would be different today's audiences you need to make different allowances for them mm-hmm. you couldn't just build that exact same set and play it that way and, mm-hmm. and do it that way but you could do something similar you see a lot of the people about to be f- caught up in the gears of some giant machine mm-hmm. at the end of movies. We see that a lot in cartoons yeah. a lot too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean the whole, like there's like a 10 minute scene in, I want to say attack of the clones where oh. they're just like running around. Oh, yeah. On the conveyor belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Jadosha. Yep. Yep. You got some associate producers to thank this week. Oh Zach. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, like and I think I'm the one drinking. Our associate producers, Matthew Floyd, Jason Foreman, Hunter Graham, Joshua Keller, Zachariah McAllister, Mark Burback, Michael Bowen, Melanie Naselrod, Tress Taylor, and Michelle Retner. Thank you for being associate producers on Zach on Film. What makes this film then culturally, historically significant? That why? is really funny. Well, behind <laughs> beyond that. Oh, I mean, there yeah, has to be a reason sure, why... Sure. They want to preserve this film and say that this is one of the greatest films ever made, and we have to do everything in our power to protect this film. Well, I mean, we looked at the artist, and the artist got uh, really good reviews. Like, won the Academy Award for Best Picture, and it was a film in modern era, looking back and stylizing uh, a style of film that's long dead. I mean, people mm-hmm. don't make silent films anymore, really. Uh, so, really, Charlie Chaplin kind of did that in a sense in that the things have been changing uh people are talking in movies now but he said we don't need to like we don't have to advance to still make good films there's no reason we don't have to like today we don't have to make everything cgi we don't have to mm-hmm. not everything has to be a special effect we can still do practical things mm-hmm. and so i think i mean that's maybe that's a part of it that he recognized that sound does have an importance in film because I mean he still syncs sound with a lot of things, but it doesn't have it doesn't have to be done that way. Film doesn't have to be made a certain way. You don't have to keep up with the times. You can still uh, look back to where you started and just make a film like that. Okay, is that a good reasonable? I think so. Um, honestly, I think that uh, at the dawn of the industrial revolution, there was this anxiety that that appeared in humans because Mm -hmm. city living is fundamentally different and uh, working in an industrialized uh, situation is fundamentally different from what we were doing before. And I think that when you watch this movie, there's something that's resonant about it. There's something that's still true today because technology keeps moving forward. Technology keeps changing. You know, nowadays, you know, we're talking about uh, robots delivering your groceries for you, which Mm -hmm. seems crazy. Right. But 
just like back then, having a uh, boss that appeared on a TV screen to yell at you seemed crazy, but happens today. Right, right. Or um, having an automated robot feeding you food. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same. Like, I, I think the reason why this movie is worth preserving, and, and I think some of the rationale behind that, is that even though it was made way back then, it's still very, very resonant. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look, the economy is bad. The economy is going to be bad again. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you walk into this movie thinking, like, if somebody somehow managed to trick you into saying, that's not actually Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> um, that's Bruce Willis. That's, that's somebody, like, doing a good Chaplin impression. This movie was done last year. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about it. You might just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're talking about, like, the economy being bad and how people can't find jobs mm-hmm. and, like, factories being unsafe and stuff like that. I and mean, how that the stuff still goes, yeah. got accused of being the leader of the 1% movement. Right, exactly. Sure. Well, you know, they're talking about, like, um, a communist. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, a, a bunch of communists, which people Sharing are still tense about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that the another reason why it's considered to be preserved is it's a very good story. It's got some great, for at the time, very original comedy mm-hmm. that still holds up today. Yep. Um, I think if you went back and looked at some other uh, silent era movies, I mean, even Harold Lloyd, a lot of his films, which are really good, I don't think, when you compare the two, they're both very good physical comedians, mm-hmm. but oh man, they are totally night and day. I mean, if you said, which one would you rather keep, Charlie Chaplin or Harold Lloyd, see a, see a Harold see a speckled guy <laughs> um so each of them have some shining moments but i think we do have some examples of great storytelling great visuals um uh, tied together in mm-hmm. a very unique mm-hmm. way uh, and so i think that's why it's it still holds up today and, and why people want to preserve it and yeah. why you should watch it yeah absolutely and i'm glad you did watch it uh and i know you're talking about showing to people today roger ebert wrote a review they re-released it he went charlie chaplin went through this thing, he wanted to re-release all of his movies, and so mm-hmm. they started playing Modern Times in theaters, and he said in Chicago, it like, this is in the 70s, it sold out like four nights in a row, and he said people, every woman just thought it was hilarious, and then like all clapped at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's 40 years after the movie was made, right. and still resonate with people. Um, I think it might still get a similar reaction today. I think it would get a very similar reaction yeah. today. Yeah, I mean, if you watch The General yet nope uh, i think you've watched parts of it in one of my classes the possibly um that is a buster keaton movie where he's mm-hmm. going after the little engine the the train during the civil war it's the one where the house falls down and the uh right around him he listened I- to critical hit we actually tried to do that gag one time <laughs> <laughs> uh it's not ringing any bells the house falling down thing sounds familiar okay it's right. been done a lot since okay that's then. true yeah, i was yeah, saying yeah. maybe i'm just thinking of Including anything movie hit. yeah um now the general has some has some like amazing scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, like he, there's there's a scene where he's like sitting in front of an engine and mm-hmm. there's a log like blocking yes. the track. He's got another one and he like throws it and bumps the other one off the track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like this is all happening. There's oh, like, like yeah, no yeah. special effects here. Yeah, they blow up a bridge and have a real train crash down into the river. What the heck? It, it's great. It, <laughs> if you haven't seen the general, go watch the general. I mean, there are a number. I mean. This is probably as close to the silent film as we're going to get, uh, unless we really dive deep. Well, I, I don't know what's on the list. There's well, not, I mean, there may be another Birth silent film. We did Birth of a Nation, Nation, but I mean, really getting into some of these 
and Birth of the Nation just there for the sheer spectacle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. when you go in and look and see Lloyd and Keaton and Chaplin and even Laurel and Hardy with what they're doing, all the physical comedy, there are no stuntmen. Right. right. They are doing it themselves, no, that, putting themselves I mean, that, at great risk. That scene where he's like skating. Yes. In, yeah. In the, in the mall. In the mall yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. I kept looking to go, is that a matte painting? I was thinking the same thing. But no, I mean, you look at, I'm not sure that they just literally put him in that much danger. Maybe they did. Maybe uh, it, was, I mean, it, it, it might have been cushioned below that, but yeah, yeah. That, I think that's a hole. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's actually that's a hole. Down the banister down off the. Yeah. And, and, just he just does that whole scene and it's like it's always amazing to see like when you get to this thing and you expect that there's going to be this like cut to a mannequin mm-hmm. or that you're like oh they're building up this thing and it's not actually going to happen and then it actually happens I right, mean, right he's just doing all these crazy physical things and it's actually mm-hmm. kind of the same thing with this little song and dance number mm-hmm. it's like when it starts and he starts dancing you're like how's he moving like that <laughs> <laughs> at least i was i was like his feet are pointing in the wrong direction and he's like moving like randomly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's really amazing I and mean, just the physical go watch the go watch the general okay go and watch um the hell's the Harold Lloyd one that I just watched with my son not too long ago. Is that the one where he's climbing a clock? Yeah, so where he's climbing up the clock. Um, just go watch those, and I think you'll get a big kick out of them, Zach. It's, sure it's worth your time and worth the money to see this good, wholesome humor. Yeah. Is it that safety it, last? Safety last, yes. That uh, that features nose powder. Nose powder. As a big gimmick in the film. I think, you'll, I think you'll enjoy those films. I really do. Um, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Like, well, then, a whole lot. Then go back and go back and learn. Go, but go to your local library. I'm sure they have it on DVD that you can rent. Yay! I think some of these movies are in the public domain, so you might you might even be able to find them on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of next week, you're out or not out? Um, speaking of the public, I'm going to say <laughs> probably a 95 percent chance out. Okay, so we need to do something different. Yep. A lot of people really liked the live commentary of your. Um, uh, what the hell's the name? On Shenandoah. Whatever it is. The the eye-cutting <laughs> yeah. uh, movie. Oh, I uh, forgot how early in the movie that happened. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like, right away. It's it's like, like 45 second. seconds. <laughs> I think you need to find another very short public domain movie. Maybe there is a, a short uh, Chaplin or Buster Keaton short subject okay. that uh, you can do another one of those for next week. All right. I'll do some digging. And we'll post them up online. And the way it worked the last time is we've got a camera on Zach and he's just reacting to what he's seeing and talking about it. Yeah. And at the same time, you can play the YouTube movie that he's watching mm-hmm. and they're kind of in sync with one another and you just watch it, uh, and it, and it plays out really well. It's kind of like bonus tracks. Uh, if right. you don't know what bonus tracks is, uh, are these associate producers, these people whose names we were shouting out earlier, uh, they are our gold members and, uh, silver and gold members over at members.majorspoilers.com get access to a monthly bonus tracks where we sit down and, provide live commentary to a movie and you can watch that movie at the same time and hear mm-hmm. us discuss it. We've done star Wars, Raiders of the lost Ark, uh, back to the future. We've done dungeons and dragons, buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension. Uh, the list is going to go on and on and on. As all, we the continue classics. To all the classics. <laughs> um, so I think that, uh, that might be something for people to check out and maybe give, get a little taste in, uh, sure. what Zach is going to maybe do for us next week. If he has time. Hey, absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll dig in there. We'll find something. Okay. There'll be something for you fans. And of course, uh, the associate producers, those gold members getting their name shouted out in this show or over in the major spoilers podcast. So yep, another benefit absolutely. of, uh, helping major spoilers out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I think that's going to do it for this week on Zach on Film. Make sure to head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can find that podcasting posting page and give your thoughts about modern times. There's some Charlie Chaplin and uh, what scenes, scenes did you like from the movie. Uh, while you're at Majorspoilers.com, make sure to click on the Amazon.com link where you can do all of your, your holiday shopping on Amazon. But a little bit of that money will come back to Major Spoilers. won't cost you any extra, but that little bit will help keep us going week after week, giving you so much, so much free content. Uh, so next week, look for something on the site for a little commentary. And after that, we'll be back next uh, sometime with the Zach on Film. <laughs> <laughs>